the Buffalo Bills squeak by the Chiefs in a close one at Arrowhead Stadium after Patrick Mahomes says the worst call he's ever seen. And the Sabres have an interesting week and Devin Levi is back and doing pretty well. All this and more on this edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. All right, let's go. are back with the Buffalonian podcast first time in studio since the bye week and as usual I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss and Dom coming off of a Bills victory the 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 shit post is out for the Bills already today they're back to those now uh it was a close one in Arrowhead we've got some highlights to get through the Dom five as per usual and uh there's some there's some good stuff it was it was pretty chippy end of that game though you can say what, what, what do you think before we roll into everything well, they needed the win. They're what three and five in the in the AFC conference, yes, or something like that. So they need to get the win, and they are now seven and zero when scoring twenty or more points when not allowing uh, under twenty points. So yeah, and seven and zero off the bye week now, right? I think they were six and zero before. Now they're seven and zero. So yep. it just the stats continue to to grow in the Bills' favor. Still, the overtime stat needs to change. That's the only one we have to see. But. <laughs> 0-6 in OT, didn't even have to worry about it. When it was 17-17, was there a thought in my mind, this could go to OT, the coin toss might do it in for the Bills again. But no, they iced it there. Um, the Zebras came in clutch and noticing an offensive offsides. But, I mean, I think, without further ado, we're going to roll some, roll some film for the viewers out there. Get copyright struck on YouTube, but that's not the point. Here we go. First play, James Cook. Gets his tutty. Dropped a big one against the Eagles before the bye week. Makes up for it here. Does the flip. Doesn't quite land it. Flops right on his back. What a start for the Bills getting off to that at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, it, it was The Chiefs were favored by one and a half points, I believe we talked about. So, uh, you know, expected to be a shootout. The Bills started it out strong. James Cook going right into the end zone. And also, we got another James Cook highlight here. What a wheel route by James Cook. This is one he, the one he dropped in Philly last week, or two weeks ago now, sorry. Doesn't go for the touchdown, but chunks down the field at the end of the first quarter to really get some good field position to start the second quarter for the Bills. And you know what? You know what I like out of this Joe Brady offense that we're seeing there? Running backs involved in the passing game. I mean, can you believe it? It was nothing we saw with Ken Dorsey. Almost like we drafted pass-catching running backs to be involved. But now, next highlight. Josh Allen... In the amoeba of an offensive line, he rumbles, stumbles, gets into, it's like a colony of ants. You know what, You know how they gang up and just rumble through anything? That's exactly what they did. Or a bee ball when they're defending the nest from a hornet. So they, they got him into the end zone. What a great, great design run. Uh, great team effort getting there. And, you know, that puts the Bills up 14 or 13 with uh, Tyler Bass's extra point being good after that. So now 
that's where things falter big time for the Bills. We don't really see a big score from there. But a highlight play in the second half. I mean, as Tony Romo said, it's almost Mahomey out there with Allen. But no, this is just Josh Allen getting pushed out to the sideline. Two defenders in his face. Flips it to Latavius Murray. He fumbles it. It goes out of bounds. It was a catch. Was it, though? I don't know. There, there was apparently a football move in there to justify it as a catch. I'll take it. But what calm, cool, collected collectiveness on Allen's end to be able to do that? Not many players can do that in the face of two huge linebackers just running at your face. So next play, it's a big one. It's a Hall of Fame play that was taken away from the Travis Kelsey. And listen, there's no, there's no way you can't say this would have been an amazing play. Just him perfect spiraling it to Kadarius Tony, The man who scores the quote-unquote touchdown that got taken back is the man lined up in the Bills secondary. What are we talking about here? Look at You can't even see the ball behind him. Von Miller's helmet's about to touch him. He didn't check with the ref. That, that's the biggest play. That is, that, that's the end of the highlights, by the way. We had to throw that one in there at the end. But at that right there caused an irate Patrick Mahomes to say, hold me back, hold me back, going towards the referees, looking like he was actually about to want to make physical contact with them, and then walk up to Allen in their post-game meetup in the middle of the field, where normally it's a good game. We'll see you next time. See you again in the playoffs. Stay healthy, baby. Stay healthy, baby. Travis Kelsey gave him the stay healthy, baby. That was really, that was really, that was a really, you know, Travis Kelsey and Allen had a good banter out there. That was the craziest stuff I've ever seen and whatever. Mahomes and Allen. Mahomes can't get past that offensive offsides call. And he's like, that is the, the worst effing call I've ever seen. And Allen looks at him. You know the meme where it's just like, buh? He's just looking at him. Like, that's that, like, that's like you know, where it's just the, the, the emojis with the two eyes with the lips in the middle. Allen's just looking at him. And then like, he gives him, like, the chest pat. Yeah, he gives him the chest pat. Like, dude, I've been here before. Believe me. Like, good, it, just it deal only, with it. It only would have been better if Allen gave him this towel to wipe away his tears. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, jeez. I mean, what... We talked about it a little bit before we started recording. can't believe I just let Bo rip on the, the podcast. But we talked about it a little bit before we started recording. What did you initially think was going on on the sideline before that, that ensued? Like, before they put the pieces together? I thought, well, because the penalty is a penalty. Like, it was <laughs> actually, like, an egregious penalty. Yeah. I it mean, wasn't a debatable call. And it's unfortunate that... You know the the play ha- actually happened because then we saw the result of the play, which was epic. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess I, I I can't remember who we was talking about. Maybe the solution is when that happens is to blow the play dead. Um, maybe they need to start doing that when it's like a legal formation or a legal shift. They should just start blowing plays dead like false starts. I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, but I don't know how that that, that would be kind of hard to manage. I don't know, but I I guess that would be a solution to it. But I thought he was upset because on the next. Well, not the next play, but the third down play, third and 15, when Ed Oliver gets the bat down, it seemed like Vaughn was offside. Now, if you slow it down and you like, look at the replay, it wasn't because the blue line's off. And it's it's unofficial. The broadcast yeah, blue line yeah, is unofficial. Yeah, the blue line's about a half yard in front of where the ball yes. was, and he actually really wasn't. But from the naked eye, when you first saw like the play, you're like, oh, he's offside. I thought that's what he was upside about, because I think that was like more of like a debatable call than the 21. Yeah. But. One highlight we did not have in there that I just have to – make mention of aj apanessa everyone one snap one snap and it's a tipped pass for a 
interception. Like, come on, this guy's unreal out there. He's, I think he leads the NFL in that, in tip passes, doesn't he? I think he had seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's unfortunate, though, because now he has a rib injury and he's week to week. Right, um, unfortunate. But Micah Hyde also had a stinger, so he seems to be kind of going to be out a little, I don't want to say long term, but probably not going to play him this week. Right. But anyway, crazy ending to that game. So it, it was a, listen, it was a heart wrenching game. Thought there was no way that you could ever see a Bills team lose on a lateral play nope. like that. But, you know, <laughs> I guess if you were born 19, you know, alive in the 1999 season and you saw Frank Wachek, RIP, mm-hmm. uh, do that to them, I guess. You did see that before. Well, you know it was crazy. I guess that's all. You know what? It was already checked off the list, so like they're like, "Nah, we can't do it again. You gotta, you gotta erase that." I think Tony Romo made mention of this. Why Chuck recently passed away? Yeah, I think he, like he the day away. of that. So we'll like Kelsey, if that happened, that def- listen, I again, it didn't. It, it's on. It does not count. But if that did count, that would have been history repeating well, that itself, also, which is crazy. I mean, that Kelsey one was a legit backwards pass. Yes, I'm gonna say. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> RIP, but that was a that was a forward pass. Everyone yeah. knows it. But um, shall we go to the down five? Yeah, yeah. Let's run it. I'll run it. The biggest dub since the 2021 New England Patriots playoff season game. I think you could even count not even just the regular season. I think you could count the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a bigger win than the um, Patriots perfect game. I think it's a bigger win than obviously last. I mean, pa- pa- playoffs are kind of their own thing, but I just think. The magnitude of the situation, they lose this game. They're kind of, they have to go 4 0, and they're pretty much out of it. Um, and a game that they also would have blown because they dominated the first 20 minutes, 25 minutes of the game, and right. then the interception happens, and then all that, like by 10 in the second half, and all that jazz. Um, so, that, that, I would be crucial when to stay on. I think the only other debatable regular season game that you could talk about maybe in the McDermott era may have been the Patriots game in 22 after the DeMar Hamlin incident or the 2021 um, Chiefs game when they trounced the Chiefs on Sunday football after they got smoked two times in the 2020 season and ended the season in the AFC Championship game. That was a big win. But I think 2021 in New England, the division was on the line. They lost. it. I think they would have been mathematically eliminated from the division uh, and they were able to get that. And then they ended up having the home game against New England because of that. And then they trounced them. Right. No, this definitely – this was – in my book, a must win for the Bills in their current situation. Um, it was it was getting scary at 17-17. I'm like, oh god, like this is going to come down to what who, the, if the defense can step up. And yeah, you're right. That big win in New England, where Isaiah McKenzie was solidified as the future slot receiver for the Bills when he really stepped up in that game. Saw how that turned out, but that was a major point in the Bills season where okay. They're hot at the right time. They're going to win this game. And now I can say with the utmost confidence, after this game, the Bills genuinely, if they continue to play the way they do, and Josh Allen continues to get people involved, Gabe Davis's mom aside on Twitter. I don't know if you saw any of that. But it, it's just this was a major win for the Bills. It gives them confidence, gives the fans confidence, gives others confidence in the Bills to make that playoff push. And uh, listen, it was big. Uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and it kind of gives them a little bit more of a effect. I think they're up now at a 49% chance of making the From playoffs. 18 to 49. Yeah. Look at that. So, <laughs> I, think they, I think if they would have lost, they would have been 9, 9% chance. So yes. Obviously, uh, as must-win as a non-must-win game could be for the Bills. Yes. On to number two, please. Thank you, sir. Uh, so polite. James Cook <laughs> Gourmet. Uh, Bounce-back game for a boy, James Cook. You know, obviously, you, you talked about it. I don't know about the draft. 
not not <laughs> not not the greatest game. I think he was under three yards of carry too against the, the Eagles. Not, yeah. not his best game, but ten for fifty eight in the ground, so nice five point eight five grabs for eighty three yards and a tud. Um, really, it was the first play of the game. You know, Allen scrambles and you know James Cook getting better at. I think a big improvement from James Cook's rookie year to his second year is his ability to become more quarterback friendly in the scramble play. Mm-hmm. We saw it uh, on a similar play against the Dolphins when he's when he ran out the sideline and joshed him for that big play. So yeah, that's a big improvement for James Cook. Now the only thing for James Cook that I think he needs to improve upon is the pass protection. If he becomes more consistent as a pass protector, we don't need to complain about how James Cook only had two touches in the last 17 minutes of the football game. But <laughs> listen, man, they drafted him in the second round. We were at the Sabres game, I believe, when it happened. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes, we were and, actually. You know, I yeah. was thinking about that. It was yeah, and we were all we were all like, okay, the, yeah, we were all like, this is kind of all right, like because he was kind of supposed to be like a third round running back, and it's like, okay, Georgia was kind of loaded, most mostly receiving back, but he's just been incredibly efficient ever since he's been in the NFL. He averages over five yards a touch, which is third among NFL players. So yeah, I, I, I should just say running backs, but um, yeah, real 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 impressive stuff. He did he 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 had it. Listen. Against Philadelphia, he cooked us maybe a little bit of a, a burnt Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, you know, a little, little, little charred. Had to hit uh, the John after th- that one. Yeah, this game, this game, <laughs> after this game, he gave us prime Kansas City BBQ. Yeah, that Missouri <laughs> barbecue. You're right. Yeah, look at that. Get some ribs from James Cook. No, listen. I mean, he he exploded. I I genuinely. I, you were right. We're at the Sabres game. That that threw me off. I completely forgot we were sitting there at the Sabres game when that happened. Because um, Elon was there. Who? Elon was at the game. Oh, Kyir. That's right. With the Bills up in the box. Yeah, they took him. Yeah, okay. All right. Now now it's all coming back to me. Flashbacks. But the cook has found the kitchen. All right? Like, that's what, that's what we're dealing with right now. He's consistently finding the kitchen and putting the ingredients together, especially in these different places, right? You mentioned the Philly cheesesteak. He didn't get that quite right. But the Kansas City barbecue... Cooked to perfection, smoked perfectly. Come on, like only next week, right? Who do the Bills play? The Chargers? No, the Cowboys. Gonna go down to Dallas, maybe get some more barbecue from them down south. It's down at the bottom of the screen, you know. But <laughs> guess I'm blind. But yeah, the cook has found the kitchen. He's consistently finding the kitchen. And like you mentioned, though, at Georgia when we first talked about him, he was a pass catching back. How? Let's continue to use him as such. Like that's as I said earlier. Like let's let's keep it going. I'm I'm all for it. But yeah, he's gourmet cooking in the kitchen right now. Yes, he is. Number three, please. The hated Bill step up. Um, v for Voldemort. You know Von Miller, whatever. Uh, he who shall not be he named. He who shall be named. No comment. As much as you know, the off the field circumstances are are tough. The details, but he did. Got to give credit where credit is due. I think he played his best game of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a couple of big time pressures on Mahomes, especially in a third down in the red zone to get them to kick a field goal. Had another. Had a couple other big plays. Uh, Sam Martin, who pretty much had a pretty crap day punting again, but <laughs> had I do have to say, had a big punt when the Bills threw up on themselves and had fourth and thirty three. You know, no, getting a bad. getting a fifty yard punt and hitting it out of bounds, so it was a straight fifty yard net. Uh, to kind of flip the field was a was a big moment because the pump before that, I believe, was like a 16-yard net because they gave up like a 25-yard return. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was definitely nervous times. Even T-Bass, I know he's been much uh, maligned in the news for his recent performances, made that field goal. It wasn't, wasn't the prettiest sound off the boot, but it got done. And Deontay Hardy, you know, had, had it uh, from being big healthy catch. scratched. 
Mm-hmm. Had a big catch on third down on the game-winning field goal drive. Had a pretty nice punt return as well. Also had a wide-open touchdown that, unfortunately, the Chiefs did a nickel blitz, and Josh didn't have time, but if he did, our boy Deontay would have had, like, a 60-yard tud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's the it's the Bills that even, heck, if you even want to go back to before the season, AJ was one of those guys that was, should we keep him or boogie bash? He might only play one snap, but I, the, nothing more meaningful than getting an interception on the one snap. So right, exactly. Again, the bills that the bills that were heated down a lot by us and rightfully so, kind of did step up in some pretty significant moments for 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 the squad for the boys. No, they they credit where credit is due. They were a huge reason. All the people you mentioned were a huge reason that the team won. AJ Epines is also 100% effective on his one snap yesterday, by the way. He's one for one. So, I mean, you can't really argue with stats like that, all right? This guy's the top of the top. So, no, I, you're right. The hated Bills step up. They needed to. They did it. He who shall not be named had, like you said, his best game of the season. Uh, Tyler Bass has had some rough weeks. Sam Martin, still kind of rough, but put together a solid punt that gave the Bills decent field position. Uh I, I mean, I don't really have more to add than what you said. I'm I'm kind of on it right yeah, there. Yeah, I saw the PFF grade for AJ was only a 95.4. That's that's out. outrageous. No, that guy did more in one. That guy did more. I was kidding. I have no <laughs> idea. I was going to assume that they didn't give him a 99.0 for his one snap. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, number four. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Please. Uh, the defense holds barely. Um <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> a little weekly today. First time back in a little bit. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It's strange. I think the defense gets a lot of hate for the fact they gave up the lateral, but at the end of the day, I don't think the defense gets enough credit for kind of. They had one bad drive really the entire game, mm-hmm. which is the first drive out of the out of the second half. Um, really the first half they were really I'm not gonna say dominant, but they were just solid. They got off the field. Um, they were re- it was really a qual. Uh, the only touchdown drive they gave up was the Chiefs on kind of a half field because of the in- the Josh Allen interception. Right. Um, and then even that they gave up, you know, a third. Unfortunately, a third and four running play, which kind of sucks to give up on a draw. But um, yeah, I think the Bills defense really did a good job, and they held at the end barely. But the whole second half, other than the 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 touchdown drive, they gave up with the field goal drive, but we were able to get off the field in the crucial plays. And after that. Like I think the I just think the Bills defense kind of got underrated because I think we all expected them so much to kind of give up the game and they kind of semi did but really didn't mm-hmm. you know like the Chiefs had a three and out they had a fumble too in the in the they got, they caused two turnovers I think and the defense really won the game because the offense I think had like a you know a B minus C plus kind of game like they were solid but like. They didn't execute on the two turnovers that the defense caused. They gave them good field position, so it was kind of a, it was kind of a weird game from that that aspect of, you know, the Bills defense really I think did a did their job. I know again, they gave a really epic play, but that play did not count. No, it, it wasn't and, a play. I don't know listen, what you're talking about. Second fifteen, they, the Chiefs, I think what's, what is forgotten a lot is the Chiefs had second and fifteen from about midfield. So it's and the Chiefs. So it's not like they just like that play was Jover, like it was fourth down. Like they had three other plays that the defense. You know they got pressure on Mahomes, on nearly sacked him on second down. At Oliver with a big bat down, and Leonard Floyd's able to get to the arm of Mahomes and pass the throw on fourth down. So pay that um, man his money. Yeah, I, I, I just I, I just think the defense kind of has. I think the defense kind of just had an underrated performance because of what happened 
what they potentially could have given up and just kind of the expectation that they were going to blow the game. Right. Well, a lot of this game has actually been overlooked because of what happened. The, the national media immediately turned to the officiating and that call at the end, right? So they, they I haven't seen a lot of breakdown necessarily. <laughs> Man's drinking snap. Yeah, <laughs> um, I haven't seen a lot of breakdown of said, like the bills, like the defense or anything along those lines because a lot of the focus has been on the officiating. But that being said... They did hold. They did have an underrated performance. They did things to keep the Chiefs at 17 points the entire game, right? I mean, you can't really ask for more than holding a team under 20 points. One of the this reigning Super Bowl champion? You know what I mean? I get they're not playing their best football, right? They're not. They're dropping passes left and right. Kadarius Tony's lining up offsides multiple times as Dan Orlovsky went through and pointed out. And um, Kelsey, I mean, you cover Kelsey, you have a good shot with that team, but the defense steps up, does what they need to do. Barely is definitely a way to put it, but they, after that play was called back, right, with the penalty, they stopped the Chiefs there. They held them. They didn't let them go down and score. Even if they did score there, though, with that play, just like to point out, there was a minute and 14 seconds left in the game with three timeouts for the Bills. There, there was definitely a way the Bills go down and score. Like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs would have won with that play. That's not that's not really true. But, yeah, the defense definitely stepped up, did what they needed to do, and held the Chiefs to 17 points, which is – you can't ask for much more than that. And finally, number five. End of half game decisions need to be better. Um, I understand the aspect of you want to put the ball in 17's hands. I would have liked – now, again, Diggs drops the ball, and they would have went to the two-minute warning, so mm -hmm. it was more of an execution thing maybe, but I would have liked for one run to get to the two-minute warning in that situation. That's my only complaint really there. Um, yeah. Obviously, then they missed Davis for the touchdown, which was really unfortunate at the time. Uh, and the end of the first half, I just think he needs to be a little bit smoother, a little, little bit better. Um, I thought the Bills were completely unprepared uh, after the official review of 27 seconds and second one. Um, I think it was a situation where they really should have thought about running the ball, getting three yards, and then spiking it. So then you would have had second down and and 10. You would have had the ball, what, it was 62-yard field goal? So they would, have yeah. had, they would have had the ball, you know, in the 40s or 15 seconds. They could have probably thrown the ball anywhere in the middle of the field if they wanted to. So they probably could have got a completion over the middle for like another eight yards, spiked it again, fourth down. You're probably now kicking a 55, 50, you know, even with the yards, I'd probably a 53 yards, so a low 50s field goal. Right. I just think the execution on that, because the deep ball to Davis on the second one, I think was a very poor, I mean, it's a very poor decision by Josh Allen because he wasted time. I just didn't like the play call. So that I didn't, I didn't think they could have been better at the end of the first half getting the field goal job. I don't mind the Hail Mary attempt. Uh, they didn't. We don't know the range of Tyler Bass. No, uh, they do, which is why I was like, I, I mean, people. They, if they, if they knew we could make the sixty-yard field goal. They would be. They would put him out there. Yeah, yeah. and also no it question. was a great Hail Mary throw, and it was a great defense by the Chiefs as well. Like both sides, that was an excellent Hail Mary attempt. Yeah. I say. Well, here's the thing. You know Tyler Bass's range. You also know Josh Allen's range. You know he can put it right where it needs to be in sure. that end zone with no problem. So I agree, though. Even in the the um the Eagles game going down at halftime there was a missed opportunity there as well with the, within the two minute warning and I think as Joe Brady eases into his position a little more I think that'll get better and better truthfully um I don't know if, like you said execution wise though Diggs dropped the pass it could be on execution so 
I think that's definitely a talking point for sure. But I think it will get better as the season progresses. I, I just think it's a little frustrating that this is the second time in three games. Because yes. the, the, the Jets one was also a situation like that. But Right, you're right. Yeah, both that ends mm-hmm. a down five. And before we go into the Sabres, I have two kind of thoughts. Okay. One thought is this. I, I think with Alan Mahomes now, the series is 3-3. Yes, it is. Uh, obviously, Mahomes has the edge still because he's 2-0 against the playoffs. and that, that I'm sorry, that has to mean something. Um, but Allen is now three and two in Mahomes' building. Three straight regular season wins in Mahomes. Building. I see Allen had tweets still coming out. I'm like, no. And I stop. think the thing that I will say is this: I think it is three three on the scoreboard and three three on the unofficial scoreboard. What I mean by that is this: the first two matchups, Mahomes outplayed Allen two zero Mahomes. Yes, Mahomes in the third matchup, Allen outplayed Mahomes two one. Mm-hmm. The playoff game in in Arrowhead 2021, the the 13 seconds, I gave a split. Because they both were amazing. Two and a half to one and a half. Yes. Last week, last year's game, Allen, I'll play Mahomes. Absolutely. And came through in the big moment. Allen, mm-hmm. Mahomes was an interception. So it's two and a half, two and a half. I think this game, they tied. I think it's three, three. In the, I, I, I don't agree. I don't think any core, I don't think it was a situation where one quarterback really outshined the other. I think both played pretty. I think both really played their their B tier C tier games. Yeah, I don't think it was. It wasn't th- like a quarterback duel. I, I think it wasn't a quarterback duel. It was more of a defensive ugly game, which is yeah. kind of surprising. But I think it was also because the Bills' offensive line didn't play very well. No, in the second half, and I think the Chiefs really let down Mahomes. So I, I, I listen. It's three three on the scoreboard. Three three on the unofficial scoreboard. Before we go to the Sabers, I also have I just, one PSA after this. All right, starting kind of a new little trend. Question of the day. I'm doing this without. Without having a, a, a thing made up. Sorry about that. <laughs> but this was Alan Mahomes part six. Mm-hmm. Where does part six rank in the other five iterations? Ooh, that's a good question. Okay. 13 seconds is number so, one. So I would mm-hmm. go, here's my list. Okay. I think 13 seconds is easily number one. Mm-hmm. I think coming from an objective point, I think 13 seconds is one. Last year's regular season game is two. Okay. I like that so far. I think the AFC Championship game, because of all the 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 drama, uh, not the drama, I should say, but the significance of that game, I think has to be three. You're right. I, I do. Uh, the top three so far, I would say, I'm trying to think. It's really interesting because then you would say, oh, is this four then? Because because the the first game against Buffalo was a bust because it was that weird COVID game and that game sucked. That was bad. And, that, that was and, after that weird Titans and, flex, thing. and the Bills too. kicked the crap out of, um, the Chiefs in twenty one the regular season. Uh, you know the pick six game from Micah Hyde. Mm-hmm. I think that was thirty twenty if I'm not mistaken. So that game was kind of. But I think I think honestly though, if we're gonna be honest, from a viewing perspective, if you took everything off the table and said just from a viewing perspective, regular NFL fan, I think this is five out of six. I think the only game that was worse was the first game. Because the first game was that weird COVID game. It was raining. I think Allen completed like 50% of his passes. Clyde edwards Hilaire ran for 200 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that game was – I think this game – now maybe we're going to come back and be like, oh, I, I, I'm not result-driven. Like, oh, it was a three-point game or whatever. Like, this no. game – I'm going to make this felt The luster it. of this game was not as high as the other ones. No. A little shine taken off. Um so I, I think this is five. Um, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, what do you think? I would agree with you. The whole the mantra of this season after the Dolphins game has been, it's an ugly win, but we'll take it, I feel like. That's kind of how it's been. And you're right. The, the excitement factor of the quarterback duel was not there in this game because it was just an ugly 
defensive battle most of the time, you know? So I would agree with you. I, I think this past game ranks at five, and then that horrible first game is definitely – I don't know how you even have – would it have that? I wouldn't even have that on the list. You know what I mean? That'd that'd be that'd be floating around in limbo at the bottom. But yeah, I I like that. I thirteen seconds easily number one though. I one hundred percent agree. Thirteen seconds easily number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is easy. Last year's regular season game. After that, it's kind of subjective. I think the AC championship game and the twenty twenty one regular season game were far inter- and the twenty one game was really entertaining just because it was kind of a high scoring affair. Championship game just means a little bit more, and then this game kind of how both teams are playing and all that i just think yeah and then the first game was just a bad game right only one loss behind the chiefs now in the standings as well the bills so that's very interesting quick psa for the sabers uh josh allen leads the nfl in touchdowns through week 14 and uh total offensive yards through week 14 as well 3,821 yards and 35 touchdowns hurts is the second after him with 31 and cj stroud is the most yards after him with 3,774 talk about a beating Talk about a beating Jets, uh, Jets, Texans, but that's, that's for the betting on the bills. When we yes. Did. Yeah. So, but good week. It was a good week for the bills for the most part. Mm-hmm. Rooting wise, especially in the AFC East. I think every result won the bills ways, Pats winning, Jets winning, Dolphins losing, bills winning. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, pretty, a good week for the bills. And Very much so. We are on to the Sabres. Yes, sir. I think it is. So it's been a while since we talked about the Sabers, of course. Good reason. Uh, the Sabers are now twelve, fourteen, and three after last night's five to two win over the Coyotes. Uh, they now have points in, I believe, it is three straight games. It is three straight games after having a four-game skid streak. Uh, they had a nice win in, Bo- in Boston. Tough shootout loss to the Canadians when they really, I really feel like they could have had an opportunity to win that game. And they had a nice win over uh, the producers' Coyotes. Uh, yesterday, and now they're going to start their their big road trip, which we'll talk about Western road trip, I should say. They're currently seventh in the division uh, with 27 points. They're tied with Montreal. Uh, the only team behind them is currently Ottawa with 22. But Ottawa, I think, has played significantly less games than the Sabers, if I'm not mistaken. One, yeah, Ottawa's I think played right seven on that. less games than the Sabers. Yeah. Um. So, so that'll even out at some point, but. Pretty much in the last, I looked at. I think they need to be at like a hundred and seven something pace point pace to get to like ninety four points, which is kind of the marker to make. So uh, they're definitely gonna have to get on a run here. But talking to our three talking points, we obviously also uh, should talk. Well, we did go to the Red Wings game we did. by three loss. <laughs> uh, they were down four nothing. They came all the way back to four three. They had some opportunities and then an empty net goal. So that was really upsetting. But we have some stuff to talk about that, and then we'll we'll talk maybe a little bit actual Sabers, but this is kind of jokeified. Uh, obviously, they they played a little bit better uh, the last week, but uh, they did. When we were first planning on doing yeah. this, it was not not good. That's hence why we. It was after the, their fourth loss in a row. Yes. So, yeah. Here we go. Number one. Ten dollars is too rich for true. So, uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe makes me want. It, it is two churros for ten dollars. It is not just a singular churro. Yes. Um, Joe messed up his order. I'm gonna roast him right now. He asked for two churros. Yes, because and, on the menu it said two churros for ten dollars. Right. So I'm like, okay, that's like that's how they come in the box. So I said that to them. He, they thought he went to. They double charged me, so I was like, "This isn't right." So that that so yeah. that happened. But he, yes, he, he thought you get two orders of churros was one singular churro, but it was really two orders of two churros. Yes, exactly. Which is a rough moment for you, uh, but you you bounced back. We did bounce back. We did the bounce churros back. churros were solid. I'm not going to say they were bad churros. Served with caramel sauce or caramel sauce, however you say it. Sorry. Car- caramel. Caramel. Caramel, caramel. And what do you say? 
Either or. It's kind I of interchangeable for me. Caramel. Oh. Yeah, I think I mm-hmm. do a hard R. People do caramel. Caramel. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Caramel, caramel just sounds too fancy for my liking. Yeah, a little bit. If I'm eating it like a Lindor truffle, I'll say caramel. You know what I mean? But like a, a churro dipping in it, maybe not. You know? So I don't know. But anyway, the photo, if you're watching on video that was put up, is misleading in the fact that it's a pile of delicious looking churros. These were in a... We didn't even get a collector's little box either, so that yeah. that's also we gotta we gotta speak. I on think that. I think they the really the price. I mean, again, sta- it's, it's uh, not stadium, but arena food. Um, <laughs> it's really should have been six bucks. I mean, it's just too rich. Um, was it worth the experience of ten dollars? Sure, because like there were salad churros. I enjoyed eating the churros. I do too. Um, they're pretty good. But um, yeah, they're just a, the the price point was a little too rich. Um. We're debating next time whether to get the twelve dollar cotton candy, but twelve dollars is pretty. Uh, the machine makes it for you. That's yeah. the experience yeah. you're paying yeah. for there. Yeah, you know? I guess that's true. Yeah, like and it, you can make it in different shapes and stuff. And I'm not the biggest cotton candy guy, but that has some visual appeal to me. You know, like, yeah, that could definitely pull me in. I might just watch someone do it. The like, like, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. then we wouldn't have to pay. We for could the, coerce someone we, into doing yeah. it in front of us and then just walk away. You know. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. Also the. Statistician Ginge got a milkshake, which was looked very good. He got a collectible cup for ten dollars, yeah. which he was able Crap. to take home. If we were in, if if the churros came in a bowl that was dishwashable and it had like a Sabres print on it, that's ten dollars. That's worth it right there for me. Like that's something I get to take. A home memorable with me. experience. Yes, a memorable. Not item. a paper tin with a plastic thing of car- caramel, caramel, whatever. It's just you know. Anyway, that's that's just that, that my last tidbit on the the churros. But All right, number yeah. two, we're gonna get away from the stadium food in another situation. Mm-hmm. Please, producer. Uh, sarcastic booing is better than uh, sarcastic <laughs> booing. Sarcastic cheering is greater, better than booing. We were at the game, mm-hmm. and there was a situation where Comrie, Eric Comrie, the goaltender, had really sucked. Yeah, and given up some pretty weak, weak trash goals. It's the understatement of the year. And there was a lot of booing happening. And I said to Joe, I was like, you know what? I don't really, re- I don't really think booing is the solution. It's like, <laughs> booing is just overtly, incredibly negative. Yeah, and it's not funny. It's just kind of like, okay, like you're being funny, you're booing. Right. There was a play that happened like two seconds after that, where there was a rolling puck. From like a dump in, and Tommy <laughs> saved it, and I stood up and started cheering <laughs> because I find sarcastic cheering to be much more better than booing. Because one, it's funny, it's actually funny, mm-hmm. and two, is like you're kind of cheering, but like the players know like you're effing with them a little bit. Like, yeah, no, it's definitely, but, I would rather sarcastically cheer. It depends on your sense of humor. Appar- like, we have the apparently, though, yeah, apparently, I struck the court of Lance Lozowski, or I just pronounce his name from the Buffalo News because he sent a tweet out. Right after that play, I'd be like, it's not fair for the fans to be cheering. Well, you know what, Lance? Everyone, all your media people go, <laughs> it's not fair for them to boo them off the ice. Or the players go, oh, we hate getting booed off the ice. So, this is the other solution. You get sarcastically cheered. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. either either stop complaining about getting booed or be okay being sarcastically cheered. Right, exactly. I mean, it's a one or two-way street. You can't, like... Jack Eichel being booed was obviously almost a sarcastic cheer in itself, though. Like when that's he was true. back, you know what I mean. So like, but there's that. That's, then, okay, that's a different booing. Yeah, I don't. I do not boo my own team. Booing my own team is kind of weird. If it's egregious, like horrible, maybe. If I feel like the effort like, is bad. If the effort is bad, yes, they were just playing bad. So that just why wasn't I, working. Sarcastic yeah. cheering mm-hmm. is significantly better. And again, 
the media has no right to say what fans should or should not do. This is my 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 two cents. Especially the Buffalo News, they don't even operate out of Buffalo anymore. It's like the Cleveland Tribune now. Yeah, that's where they're printing all their papers. So uh, what do they have Sh- to say about it? Shots fired. Sorry, Buffalo. shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> you know, journalism major. That's all we talk about at at school. So you know, it's uh, it's it's interesting. But listen, uh, I will. Our sense of humor aligns. Producer sense of humor aligns. Our whole group. We want statistician Ginge was there. Yeah. <laughs> The sarcastic cheering is definitely if if you have the sense of humor for it, it's worth it. If you're if you're not a humorous person to say, you're See, gonna boo. I will say this though. My only defense of maybe potentially booing is that booing is an individual thing. Like you could boo and everyone individually around you would agree with you. If you sarcastically cheered, you kinda need a group of people to be with you to you, you gotta have backup. Yeah, to mm-hmm. also sarcastically cheer, that will get the set like we all sarcastically cheered, which then we we got some cheers. I'm, I'm saying we got some like we got enough there cheers. Were some laughs around we got us. enough cheers with the media heard us, so all I'm saying, you know, we, we did we start the trend? I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um also I'm gonna say this about our other experience because we'll actually talk about some serious. I did miss the first goal. Um, because I don't know what was happening. I we were I, talking. We were talking, and I was giving you Sour Patch Kids, I want to say, and <laughs> all of a sudden they scored. It was about, oh, who was it? We were talking about something Buffalo sports-wise, or reporter-wise, I think. Not that we were talking I think about. it might have been the Buffalo News. Or <laughs> I think we were talking about the tweet that you just mentioned. And then I'm looking that way because Dom was on my right, and I see the goal. I get up and start screaming. <laughs> Dom's like, I really just missed a goal talking about the Buffalo News. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but, that, was, that was a rough look on my end. Yeah, and honestly, we saw some crack, too, not on the ice. That, that's the last thing I'll say about that as well. So What? <laughs> the people in front of us. <laughs> it wasn't on the ice. It wasn't a crack in the ice. That's all I I'm going to say. You were talking about crack. No, I was game. trying to covertly lay that out without gaslighting the people in front of us. But their viewers, like they'll they'll know, you know. So I don't know. But yeah, some butt cheeks for sure. <laughs> yeah, literally crack that was not in the ice. That's that's all I'm saying. But I don't know. That it was just it was an interesting stadium experience. We haven't gone all four of us. It was a fun time. It was a fun time. Went to Pizza. Okay, it's called Pizza Plant. I know, but we all call it Pizza Plant because as Toy Story fans, as Toy Story fans, it's just and it has a planet as the logo. They're clearly going after something. Yeah, yeah, you know. So fantastic though, fantastic. They had good time. Gluten free chicken figures for the producer, but unfortunately, the one day we go, they're out of supplies for us. It was a bro bro moment, but you know that was that was a bro moment, but. Fun was had, even though we took a massive L on our face. Yes. Uh, but going to number three, a, a significant act, uh, an actual Sabres takeaway. An actual Sabres takeaway. The Levi roller coaster is a wild ride. It's a bumpy ride. Um, I just don't understand what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing with him. He's a week in Rochester. UPL gets sick, and now it's three straight Levi games. Comrie has actually sucked since coming back from injuries. I mean, at this point, are we just going to wave Comrie and roll up UPL Levi? Like, mm-hmm. I just... I, I don't know what they're doing with all that. Um, three straight games for Levi. I just like, what are we doing? Like, is this like the wise? And he's played pretty well. I mean, it's kind of unfortunate that he couldn't get that one more stop in the shootout. We would have been on a three-game winning streak. But yeah, he's played very serviceable the last three games and has looked like a different player, which is good. It's almost like we talked about that preseason. Hey, he'd be a good, you know, backup to have, but maybe not throw throw everything on the kid's shoulders yes. to start. Yes. You know, but so it's also like maybe we should get someone else so he could go back to Rochester and we could wave Comrie. Listen, I call him Eric Brick because he just sits in one spot. He's not good. Listen, he seems like a nice dude, but he's just not getting the job done. And at this point, your two best goalies are Levi and UPL. But I would, I still think, I still believe, even with the three games in NHL playing solid, I still think Levi 
should be in the AHL. I think it's just the best develop. Best for, for yeah. development. Especially as I alluded to, they need to be at a hundred and some point pace. And I'm sorry, I just don't think Levi starting all these games is going to get them to that. No, that pace. I think they've done themselves. You a need a solid goal. starter and then UPL. That's what so, you need. That's what you need to get through. And we'll you talk, don't have that. Their schedule uh, till next Tuesday is the again I, as I alluded to a little bit of a Western road trip. Mm-hmm. They're in Colorado Wednesday in Vegas against Jack Eichel and defending. Stanley Cup champions on Friday, and then a rematch against Arizona on Saturday. So back to back, and then they play Tuesday. So yep. three games. Um, I do have to say this: that trade for Eric Robinson is kind of not too bad for three games. Other than that stupid five minute major, which was not a five minute major, uh, it was a penalty. That was a definite penalty. Um, not, not worth a five minute major. Not worth a five minute major. No. But he's played really solid. I mean, Kyle, Kyle Postles played pretty nice. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen with Zemnis Gergensen's, but apparently he had like a setback or whatever. But oh man, Jack Quinn looked pretty nice. So. He did. Jack Quinn looked nice. That's, I mean, Oki really stepping up out mm-hmm. there, you know. And all I'm saying, Ryan Johnson on power. Keep that a pair, man. They looked great. They did. They looked great. Uh, no, Matias Samuelson kind of forgot about him. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say right now, Matias Samuelson, maybe the fifth best defenseman on the squad right now. Mm-hmm. I think a Darlene, Yoki Haru pair and an Owen Power, Ryan Johnson pair are the two pairs the way to go. Yeah. I guess if you're gonna really go for it and you're not gonna trust Ryan Johnson, you're gonna keep healthy scratching him. I guess put Samuelson to power, but Samuelson and Darlene abolished the pair. It just doesn't work. Ryan Johnson does not deserve to be benched. That guy plays when he plays. He's a nice like, player. He's he's a very nice player. And the thing is, He's NHL ready, as we yep. said. Like let let the let the guy play. Samuelson's gonna give up him in power. I bet I was excited watching that defensive pairing on the ice. Yes. So before we start our player game again, kind of question of the day thing. Didn't tell the producer this, but whatever. Uh, there is a potential opportunity where obviously it's a conditional seventh round pick for Eric Robinson. I think if he plays forty five games with the Sabres, they get it. Uh, there is potential where it could have been future future considerations. <laughs> okay. And there has been talk that future considerations is, you know, paying the next bar tab, paying the greens fee for golfing. Um, kind, kind of like uh, an MLB one says, like, player to be named later. In yeah. Trade, where it's like, okay, like, and you never hear the player that was end up being named later we'll most pick. times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you were uh, an, an, uh, a GM. Oh, boy. And you got future consideration for a player. What what would you want your future consideration? To so be? this is like ringing a bell with the would you rather we used to do too. Yeah, yeah. like what yeah. would what would you what would you like? I think for me, it would probably be a green sphere and a nice golf course. Just because I suck at golfing, but like I mean, hell, man, if someone's gonna like pay for my like a PGA golf course, I hell, I, I mean, I'll shoot a I'll shoot a one fifty, but like. That's a probably a, a grand or right, something. like Oak Hill. Get to go yeah. do that. Yeah, like, that'd or, be cool. I, mean, I was yeah. gonna say Augusta, but I thought that might be a little, little rich. But like hell, I mean, if that's if that's what future consideration is, I mean, I, that would be mine. Even though I'm terrible at golfing and everyone knows I am. See, I I like I like the idea of that, like a very like luxury experience that you wouldn't normally get for a future consideration. Honestly, sit me down, sit me down at one of the nicest spots, like restaurant wise, like in, in in your city or their city in. Like countrywide, like get me out there, get me something that's like world renowned. You got me to try. You know sorry, what I mean? Sorry, Eric, that's what you're worth to us. You're worth for me a, a round of Augusta. A nice, a nice. I I don't know what the world class meal even would be. I mean, a lot I like Gordon Rob- Ramsay's restaurant. Yeah, like something like that, right? Or like you know, send me to Vegas and give me a couple grand to just run in the casino. You know what I mean? God knows you'll lose it yeah. today. Listen, listen. Yes, I probably would. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna elaborate on any of that. But yes, I probably would lose it. But yeah, just I don't know. Like, send me, send me to Vegas. They have some of the best uh, worldwide cuisines out there, restaurants because of 
the attraction of it all and events as well. I mean, get me front row at like a concert of some kind or, you know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, that's that's all I need. The simple things. (laughs) The simple things of life. But my player of the week for the three games will be Dylan Cousins. I think Cousins is starting to come on a little bit. He's completely snake bit. I think he has now expected goals under like his goals under expected is like five, which is insane. Mm-hmm. So he scored five goals and he's less than he's expected to score. I think he breaks out and I think he scores four goals in the next three games, I including think- including a game winning overtime goal, stealing the puck from Jack Eichel and scoring on a between the legs breakaway. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. Um, <laughs> listen, I think I think Tage Thompson is really going to start to show Tage Thompson vibes again and you know he's back from the injury our game we saw he looked slow he didn't look like he was really ready to be out there he looked iffy he's looked more and more like Tage the more the week has gone on so I think um (laughs) Tage against the Golden Knights is going to be nasty I think I think he's a heavy player in that game um and trust me I I just I really I think Thompson's going to have a week where you're like okay this is this is our guy he's back he's back from injury and he's going to go out there, steal the puck from Jack Eichel. Just oh, absolutely. And then, you know what? Roof one. Yeah, what would you say? Roof one. Yeah, yeah. I, I Listen, I. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just going to happen. But that's our Sabres talk. And it is. Before we end the pod. Oh, is this the, the I, announcement? I just want to say congratulations to our producer, Mooch. Yes. Uh, for surviving the punishment, surviving Tim Hortons, um, it'll be a documentary coming to you soon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do that. Yeah, like, like get, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my I god! I believe if, if I'm saying this right, seven out of the ten people said at one point that they were quitting the league. Or maybe, maybe, maybe six. I don't know. Two are in the room. I don't know if Patrick <laughs> did. Two are, but two two are th- in the room. <laughs> um, yeah, congratulations to him. He finished five and nine, which is so, so, uh, so excuse me for our language, but a suck ass record. Mm-hmm. But. Um, the punishment is going to be our fourth thing. Our it's going to be on statistician Ginge. We mentioned him earlier. It's going to be on statistician Four and ten. Uh, tough. Lost Chubb early. You know what's crazy? One on a four-game losing streak, man. Had an opportunity. Just couldn't get it done. Did. Unfortunately for Joe. Missed the playoffs. Missed, missed the playoffs. The playoffs. Six and eight. Uh, needed a, if he would have won, he would have made it. But he lost, and the player that needed him to I needed to really boost in who has. If you won, you would have been in. But if you would have lost and another player won, he would have been in. And that's what happened. I yeah. got the luckiest one of my life. Uh, I beat our reigning champion, Mark Wilcox. Uh, He's the number one seed over, going into the playoffs. A little over 1.08 points because Tyreek Hill got banged up and only scored 10 points. Yeah. So uh, it's nice to have a 10 wins. I said, I said this before the show. Uh, ten wins is more ni- is significantly but cooler to say than nine wins. It just is. Mm-hmm. So finishing at ten four, being the number one seed, uh, co-champs with Mark in the regular season uh, is pretty nice. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, it was uh, it was an interesting ride all the way to the end. And congrats to you, number one seed, and also. I mean, we, we did it. We avoided Tim Hortons <laughs> back there. So, I mean, we're, we're it, it was, you know, what's the craziest thing, though, in the beginning of the season? Hey, we're 500 in the room. We are, right? actually, with a combined my, record. My, my record carries you guys. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, it was funny in the beginning of the season. Our metric that we used to explain it was 10 losses. And that's, that's that just so happens to be the 10 Tim Hortons, right? So it's like, it's kind of funny how that ended up working out. But it is, it is funny how it worked out. But it was fantasy a lot of fun. football, everyone. That's uh, all in, we another, have to say. in another league, Michael Mooch and I, the producer, are, are dueling in a semifinal. Uh, so that's, I'm a 15 and a half point favorite, but knowing yeah. that, I'll probably find a way to lose that. But um. currently in another league, I'm 11 and three, the number one seed, clinched the bye week as well. 
Uh, Josh Allen, Tony Pollard, that connection has been really carrying all season. So we're yep. going to we're so, going to continue to cook with that and we'll keep posted. Still want to do a Buffalonian league, maybe get some listeners involved and do a big one next we'll year. We'll see. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes and see what happens from here. But without further ado, that's going to end it for this edition of the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly. As always, I've been joined by Dom Lawson. Thank you to our producer, Mooch, for everything he does, both before, during and after the show. We really appreciate it. And Dom, how do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills, AFC's champions.